Is freelancing the future of work? Is it true that by 2027, 50% of the workforce will be freelance? Let's try to find out. Grab a cup of coffee, tea or beer, whatever is your beverage of choice, because it is going to be a decent duration episode with a lot of truth bombs. I'm not going to bore you with the same repetitive information out there about what freelancing is. Instead, I'm going to talk about why you should consider freelancing and if freelancing is the future of work. I'm going to share examples from my 10 years of professional experience in the Indian, European and American job market. So I hope you enjoy this episode and it adds value to your life. I'm Vipul Narang and welcome to another episode of the Indian Guy podcast, where it is my responsibility to deconstruct complex principles of productivity and effectiveness so that you can consume the information easily. This podcast is for you if you are someone with a growth mindset who wants to improve incrementally without burning out. I'm not just any other podcast or productivity channel host out there. I have over 10 years of experience in the corporate world and counting to back what I'm sharing here. Also, I want to ask you one quick favor. If you gain value out of today's episode, let me know by any medium you find comfortable. You can drop in a text on my social media, submit your feedback from my website, or you can simply subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just keep in mind that although it is my desire and effort to bring zero cost to consumer information about living a fulfilled life to general public, but it takes a lot of effort and your feedback and appreciation provides that push for me to improve every single time. Okay, back to today's episode. Is freelancing the future of work? The straight answer is yes. Should you consider it? Let's talk about this in detail for a bit before we get into if freelancing is the future. When I'm deciding on a topic for a podcast or the blog, I basically take inspiration from my experience or what I'm currently dealing with or going through. Once I am able to nail down the topic that I feel is interesting enough to share with others, I tend to have discussions on that with my peers at work and outside of work. Based on those discussions, I am able to validate that I am not the only person in that boat. Once this is out of the way, I spend a lot of time researching and experimenting with stuff to make sure I come up with quality content so that the listener or the reader doesn't have to go anywhere else. But this is a topic that I'm going to treat like a living organism. It is going to evolve as the time passes by and you'll know why in a moment. I seriously started thinking about freelancing because I felt that my work was no longer challenging enough for me. And the most important reason, of course, was that I had a feeling that I was not being rewarded in proportion to what I was delivering at my work. Let me say it right away that most of the people who I know or I have come across think of making a move into freelancing because their jobs are not rewarding enough. And this is going to be a reason for the downfall of a lot of consulting firms out there. More on this in a bit. But let's look at the obvious reason why someone would consider freelancing. And the most obvious reason is of course earning some money on the side. The world has changed dramatically in the past 20 or 30 years. More and more people are aware of the fact that living off of a job just isn't enough. People are getting smarter with their financial planning now and they want to have multiple streams of income. They simply don't want to rely on their full-time job as the only source of their income. So they explore different streams. One of those streams that looks promising is freelancing. If you are skilled at something, you try to offer that as a service to a client. 
One of the best things about freelancing is that you can do that as a side gig while still keeping your full-time job that pays the bills. Sure, there are added working hours, but if you can manage those extra working hours well at the same time having at least 5 to 6 hours for yourself daily, it works out to be perfect. Freelancing not only helps you earn some extra money for your passion project or your kids education, it also helps you stay relevant in the market. Let me explain. When you're working with a company full time, after a couple of years, the monotony sets in. The reason for that monotony is that you keep on doing the same thing over and over again unless your job requires you to stay up to date with the market. When that monotony sets in, that is the sign that you have become too comfortable with the status quo and it is an uphill battle to change that from that point onwards. Most of the jobs out there emphasize on you doing the same thing effectively for years on end. The upside to this is that you become a master in that thing, but the downside is that your chances of becoming a dinosaur for the industry also increase. So it becomes really important to stay up to date and relevant if you want to earn a living through a job in a long run. For example, Microsoft Excel, which used to be a special skill, is now considered as a given in most of the jobs. If you solely relied on working on Excel, sure, there are ways to earn a living using that, but sustaining a full-time job just relying on Excel gets exponentially difficult. So how does freelancing help with that? Freelancing keeps you on your toes. Unlike in your job, the number of people you're competing with for a gig or a project is quite high. So in order to stand out or stand a chance to secure a gig, you have to be a master in the service you are offering. And to do that, you have to be aware of the current state of the market as well. You have to know what is the new thing and how to equip yourself with it. To give you an example from my experience, I used to completely rely on business intelligence tool called ClickView, although I was getting good at it with each passing month, but I wasn't staying relevant in the market. I was having this false sense of achievement where I was using Click to deliver extraordinary dashboards at work, but outside of my organization, the world was changing at a pace I wasn't aware of. I was getting better at doing my task at my job, not getting better as per market standards. In that company, I was lucky enough to have a team that was ingesting the data from different sources, cleaning and preparing data for me. And all I was doing was pulling the prepared data to create those extraordinary dashboards. So although I was getting better at other skills like requirement gathering, user interface design, and using the tool ClickView, but not getting better at the essential skills in analytics, which is data preparation. And data preparation is the bread and butter for analytics. I got a hit of reality that I am not a master of BI when I got rejected several times in job interviews. On the other hand, my colleague who had the exact same role as mine was cracking interviews at amazing organizations and getting promoted there as well. The thing that he was doing different was that he was taking on freelancing projects on the side. He used to take on consulting projects and work on it over weekends and a few hours after work daily. That was keeping him up to date with what is out there in the market. Whereas I, on the other hand, was thinking if I'm getting better at my job means I'm getting better everywhere. This is natural for a lot of people because we end up becoming frogs of a well only knowing how to survive there. Now that I look back, I would have benefited a lot from freelancing as well. It is much easier now to stay up to date with the market given that I am taking on freelancing work on the side. 
Earlier, I was doing that by talking to friends in other organizations, following industry news and podcasts. I'm not saying that freelancing is the only way that you can stay up to date with what is going on in the market. You can stay relevant by going to conferences or meetups or staying in touch with your colleagues in other companies. But most of us are just lazy. That's the truth. We keep ourselves so occupied with our work and life that most of us just lack that willpower to put in that extra effort to learn what is new in the market. But when looking for side gigs, you have a monetary element that is pushing you to stay relevant. Freelancing helps you tremendously with upskilling as well. Let me give an example. I work in analytics and I have years of data visualization and business intelligence experience under my belt. Anything related to visual analytics, data visualization, business intelligence dashboards, and I am the go-to guy for my managers. But then I realized, or at least I was made to realize that solely relying on this skill to move up in a career would be extremely difficult to put in a nicer way. I used to hate coding. I literally would do anything but sit down and code. But to move ahead in my career, I had no choice but to learn to code be it data science or mastering the art of data visualization with open source libraries like D3, I needed to learn to code. But committing to that was difficult because for my tasks at work, once I have the data ready, I end up using Tableau. I am a master at Tableau, but I realized I sucked at using anything other than Tableau. Now that I've started freelancing as a side gig, I have no choice but to get better at coding because otherwise I am just limiting myself with the gigs that are available out there in the market. And it is not just me. I have a friend and a colleague who is an exceptional data engineer. Just tell him what type of data you need, when and in what format and he will get it to you in the most efficient and effective way possible. But he wanted to move into an area of machine learning engineering. He did all the right courses, got all the necessary certifications, but he was not able to gain confidence in it because he was not able to use those skills at work. And it is a use it or lose it kind of a deal. So he decided to pick up freelancing gigs on the side so that he can use the newly learned skill into practice and gain enough confidence to make a move to another organization. And that's what worked out for him. After delivering four to five projects, he got an opportunity to join a big tech company as an ML engineer and he moved on. So what have we discussed so far? Freelancing is a great source of passive income if you can manage your time and workload effectively and it is a great way to upskill and to stay relevant in the market. You continue your job with a company if you are earning or if you are learning. But if you are not learning, freelancing can help you accelerate that at the same time covering the earning element as well. Now let me talk about other major reasons why I think freelancing is getting popular and I resonate with it a lot. So what ends up happening with most of us in our jobs is that after a while you start feeling like you are not being rewarded in proportion to your skills or in proportion to the value you are adding to your team or your company. It is completely natural unless you are delusional about your skills and freelancing can be a good way to get rid of that delusion as well. After a period of time you have worked for a company, depending upon how effective you are being at your job, you expect a certain growth and respect in the company. This growth is in terms of money that you earn as well as the position you hold in the organization. But due to mismanagement, what ends up happening is people who actually deserve that growth get overlooked. It happens a lot in our market, the Indian market, and I need a separate episode to discuss why. But it happens a lot. 
there is a very high possibility that you feel that way right now. Imagine you're working for a company for three years and you are delivering exceptionally well at work, which is evident from the reviews and feedback that you're getting. But that somehow does not reflect in the growth in terms of income and position in the organization. You try to add more skills to make sure you bring more value to the team and still you are overlooked for that promotion or that pay increase that you deserve. You either start looking for work outside or think about being your own boss. Making that big leap of being your own boss by leaving your current job is a big fucking leap. So the safest option to try if you are ready for that big leap or to even have a taste of that feeling of being your own boss, freelancing is the best option. Sure, you can and you should move from a company that no longer values you and your contributions. But I'm specifically talking about people who are just done with the typical corporate bullshit and are planning to go on their own. Consider freelancing first. I had that experience back when I was working with this organization in London. It was a good organization to work for, but there was a problem with one of my managers. I was grossly underpaid as per the market standards. The reason why I was working there, even after knowing that I am being highly underpaid, was that I had a loan to repay and I needed that job. The worst thing for me was that my manager was aware of this fact as well. And he used this information as some sort of a leverage over me and hence came the exploitation. I learned a lot from that job, but in terms of exploitation, it was a bitter experience. When you begin to feel like you are being exploited in whatever sense, even if it is by one person, that one person makes your life hell, even if that person is your peer. You start losing the will to go to work because uh, you would have to see or listen or interact with that person at office. And it is extremely painful if that person is your manager. Moreover, I was too naive at the time and got carried away by a few cringy motivational gurus on the internet. I took their stupid advice and decided enough is enough. I will start my own company and that's it. First of all, not everyone is cut out for that shit. Most of what you learn from such gurus is not applicable to everyone. Secondly, those cringy people you end up listening to for motivation are talking out of their asses and most of them do not have the real-life experiences to back what they are saying. It goes without saying that there are credible people out there, but there are a lot more bullshit artists as well. See, motivation is a good thing, but following their advice blindly is stupidity. And I take full ownership of being gullible enough to follow their advice and screw myself over. Therefore, let me mention explicitly that none of the advice available out there on the internet is one-size-fits-all type of a thing. Even what I share is not a one-size-fits-all. That's why I tend to share logic and principles behind things and a blueprint that worked for me. I try to provide you with the tools to make the right decision and create a blueprint of your own. But never have I ever said or will ever say that what I share is one-size-fits-all approach. Anyways, sorry I digressed a lot back there, but back to the point that I was making. Instead of taking that leap without having a clarity of what I want to do or can do, it would have been smarter if I tested out a few ideas in the freelance world. Now that I look back, it wasn't something that could not be fixed. I was just being a pushover, a coward and having that false sense of entitlement that universe is going to fix everything for me. <laughs> I was following the stupid advice from that book that said, just think positive and the people who exploit you will disappear. Whereas, to put an end to exploitation, you have to take deliberate actions. 
unless you learn how to stop that or prevent that from happening in the first place, you will end up running from it forever. And I kept running as well until I learned the hard way. I think it is also the right moment to mention that this skill of dealing with situation where you are exploited is perhaps the most important skill that you need to learn before is perhaps the most important skill that you need to learn before moving to freelancing or running a business on your own. Now, if you are still with me and you still remember what I said in the beginning of the episode that freelancing might bring an end to consulting business, let me talk about that now. I'm not saying that consulting companies will disappear altogether. I'm talking about the companies that treat their employees like garbage. The way consulting companies work is that they hire people with specific skill sets and then pitch other businesses who need those skills. It is a brilliant way of doing business because not all businesses want to hire people with those skills full-time in long run due to any reason, be it short-term requirement for particular skills or their business model. A consulting firm hires people with specific skills on their payroll and takes on projects from other companies that need those skills. Now, in ideal scenarios, this is a perfect way of doing business. But this is where politics at workplace ruins it. In order to drive the profit margins higher and higher, a few consulting firms end up grossly underpaying their employees. Not just that, due to the dirty workplace politics, managers and leads end up favoring those who usually don't deserve it and the talent usually gets pissed off. They either leave the organization or keep on suffering till the day politics completely takes over them or they lose their job or their health. Freelancing is going to weed out such organizations. Why would a skilled person want to earn $6 an hour for the same task that can pay him over $100 an hour in freelancing? Why would he or she stay with an organization that does not value his or her skills or contributions? Sure, there is this element of intermittent pay, but the amount you earn in the times you do have a project balances that out. Let me give you an example. A person working for a consulting firm doing skill mapping earns about 70,000 rupees a month after taxes. Multiply that by 12 and you have 8,40,000 per year. Now, while working for this company, chances are that you would be working on several projects where the amount of work you will be doing will be good enough. Now, for the same job, the market rate for mapping 10 skills for a learning management system is 5 lakh rupees. One of my friend who works as a freelancer in this domain just closed a deal for mapping 10 skills for a LMS project that has a month's deadline. And this is when she currently has two similar gigs on her plate. That comes to approximately 10.5 lakh after taxes for a three-month job. And this friend of mine, she's towards the lower end of the spectrum in terms of what she's charging for this particular skill set. This same friend of mine was suffering in her workplace because of her manager and her peers who were the bootlickers of that manager. Every time we used to catch up, she used to complain about her workplace and how she feels like she will end up in depression if she continues. It got to a point that she decided to look for a freelancing gig and as soon as she landed her first project, she resigned. This might not be the best example out there to get this point across, but it does paint a picture in terms of how you can not only survive, but thrive with freelancing. And this is going to be the future. Companies like Freelancer, Upwork and Turing provide the platform for skilled people. Such platforms provide an exit for people who are just done with workplace exploitation and politics. And this is a trend that will keep on growing from here on. 
The advancement in technology has made freelancing as a serious career choice possible by making remote work possible. Gone are the days when the management by attendance was a norm. Now it's management by productivity. The pandemic has even changed the way the companies deal with intellectual property and data security. So this is certain that freelancing is here to stay and it will keep on growing from here onwards. I would definitely recommend you try a side freelancing gig and see how it works for you. But a word of caution, don't get carried away with the money that it is going to bring in or else you will end up burning yourself out. I will record a separate episode discussing how you can make sure you get the most out of freelancing. So make sure you subscribe and follow me on social media handles. Now, before I wrap up today's episode, let me address a feedback I received from one of my listeners who informed me that I didn't address the question I started with in one of the previous episodes. So let me check if I have addressed all the questions. Okay, so how is this topic going to be a living and breathing organism? I forgot to address that one. Well, the opinions that I have is what I derived at with my experience, research and from discussions with my peers who are either already into freelancing or are planning to start freelancing. Also, I have started taking on freelancing projects and so far I am enjoying it. Although I'm aware that there is a dark side of freelancing as well, but I have not come across that yet. Maybe a few weeks or months down the line, I do come across the dark side of freelancing and then I will know how to deal with it. That is how this topic will evolve into something sort of a blueprint. I will be uploading the transcript of today's episode on my website, which is indianguypodcast.com. Apart from this, I will be posting some FAQs related to freelancing on my website. And in future episodes, I will share how you can manage freelancing with a full-time job as well. So make sure you subscribe. If you have gained any value out of today's episode, make sure you show your appreciation by liking or subscribing my YouTube channel or following me on social media handles. Your feedback means a lot. Until next time, Vipul Narang signing off.